0: Hi, this is Jack Wolf, the Disciplined Trader, and I'm here again with our next podcast. You can find me at jackwolftrading.com. That's jackwolftrading.com. You can also call me at plus four four two zero three two eight six twenty twenty six. I'm here to tell you a story today. The story is a true story. It happened to me about uh, twelve years ago. I was in, uh, well, Let's go. Let's let's go back a little further. Uh, when I was trading before the internet, okay. So I've been trading for 35 years. That's a long time. Before the internet, and I had a bunch of trades on. I was trading for customers, and I and I'm talking about trades in the millions. And I left the room for a minute. I went to another room. It's a much smaller room with a mirror. You get the picture, right? Okay. So I come out of that room, and my screens are blank. Something happened. I thought I lost my connection because it was by satellite in those days. What had happened is a man named Alan Greenspan, who was the Fed chairman, said that the market was exhibiting irrational exuberance. And the market fell out of bed. That's the term they use. The market, all of the markets, the bond market, the the NASDAQ, and all the relating markets just dropped. So not only were they no longer on the screen, I had to scroll down and scroll down and scroll down to see where the markets were. They were gone. So that's that. That's a predecessor to the story I'm about to tell you, which is a little more modern and more more uh, relative to what we call Forex now. Uh, I was in a, a three trades, uh, the Japanese yen, the great British pound, and the euro. And all three trades were about 8 to 10 pips away from their profit target. I had a stop in that I did not move because I have always been Jack Wolf, the discipline trader, but this was a different type of discipline. I did not move my stop. I risked a certain amount, and if my profit target would sit, then I made, I made my profit target. I had three trades on. I was looking at $270,000 at the time, and we went out to dinner. I figured it was a sure thing. The market was trending. I was inches away. I picked up the check. We had a nice bottle of wine. I came back. I looked at the screens. My profit targets had been hit. True story. I look at the screen, and my accounts are 30000 down. I said, wait a minute. How is this possible? I look at the screens, and I see a line that I thought was the crosshair of my mouse was actually the line of the market. Somebody somewhere said something or did something or blew something up, my mar- the market dropped down as as fast as fast can be, hit my stops, came back up, hit my profit targets, had my stops not been in, I would have made the 270, but because the stops were in, I lost money. This brings up an age-old question. Stops, stop losses. Should we use them? Should we not use them? How should we use them? Well, <clears throat> there's an answer. It's, it's not an easy answer, but there is an answer. Uh, stay tuned, and I, I'll tell you about it. If you want to learn when and where to place your stops, contact me at jack at jackwolftrading.com. Hi, this is Jack Wolf again, the Disciplined Trader, and, I, and I'm going to tell you one of the ways to use stops right now, right here. Okay, when you use a stop, you first off, you must use a stop, and I'll tell you why. Let, let, let's take the negative first. What happens if you don't use a stop? Okay, so you're in the market. You've picked out your plan. You've made your plan. You've disciplined to your plan. You're, gonna, you're shooting for 15 pips. You're going to risk five pips. The market goes against you. It hits your fifth pip. And you say, i have to give it just 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 a half a pip more, and then it blows through that. And now you're six pips in the in the loss, and now it's your seven pips in the loss. And before you can take your even eyes off the mouse, you're ten pips in loss. You say, okay, well if it if it hits 90, I'm out. That's it, and it's at 95. You take a breath. It's at it's at the figure. Now you're you're hosed. You now, the next thing you know, you sneeze, and your your account is gone. If you would like. To write a check for your account value, send it to me. I'll take it. No problem. But if you want to do things the right way, you need to have stops. Now, there is a way to use stops to your advantage. I'm going to show you how. I'm going to show you how in a model that will use a breakout method that will help you trade when it's time to trade, not just sit, hope, and pray with a stop in. That's not how you trade. You trade with a plan with discipline to that plan, and there has to be a reason for the plan too, right? You have to have an idea of what you're doing. We'll get into that in a minute. But the other thing that um, could have happened in my story that I just told about uh, the $270,000 profit target actually being down $30,000 was, A, first off, my ratios were right, okay? I was only risking $30,000 to make two seventy. dollars that's, that's better than good. So so that's okay. I can take a lot of $30,000 losers if I'm going to make 270 on a winner, right? Right. So I could be wrong far more than half the time and still make money. This is the key element of every trading program. Okay. So, what happens had I not had the stops in? What happens had I just said ah, I'm 10 points away from my profit target? I don't, want to, I don't want to risk getting stopped out on some, you know, uh, whipsaw market. We all know what those are. And so I'm going to just take my stops out. And if the market whipsaws, it'll come back and hit my profit target anyway, like it did. Well, here's the thing. Nobody really knows. The market could have just kept going the other way. It could have kept going the other way until what? My account was empty. There you go again. If you'd rather do it that way, just write your write your check to Jack Wolf. I'm here, JackWolfTrading.com. Send it to me. We can just end it right here, right now. You don't have to go through the pain, the strife, the heartache of watching your hard money go to some some of your favorite brokers. Now, so we need a stop. If the market whipsaws, it's going to take us out of our stop. How do we manage this? Well. The first thing is with risk management ratio. OK, we talked about the three to one. We've talked it. We'll talk about it again. You must remain disciplined to that. Now, my model takes it a bit further, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. And uh, I'm also going to have a webinar real soon where you're going to be able to see my model in action, see how it works, and that'll be really exciting. I'll be back in one minute to tell you the next story about stops. Stops. So, you've been listening to Jack Wolf, the Disciplined Trader, and let me tell you how you can find out what this model is at jackwolftrading.com. Or you can call me at plus four four two zero three two eight six twenty twenty six. Hi, this is Jack Wolf again. I'm the Disciplined Trader, and I'm here to tell you how to actually use stops. Okay, well, first off, If you're trading three to one, now, we we talked about this briefly before, and I'll talk about it again right now. What do I mean by three to one? This is not the big six on the craps table. What this is, because anybody that tells you that trading is gambling has never done either right, okay? Well, there's no real right way to do gambling, but but nobody, the person that tells you trading is just gambling, he's never done it right. Three to one means that you're risking five to gain 15. You're risking 50 to gain 150. You get the point. There are people out there, there are books out there that'll tell you it's okay to go two to one. What does that mean? Risk 50 to get 100. Risk five to get 10. But I'm here to tell you that the only way to trade with discipline is three to one. Three to one means I'm gonna risk five for every 15. So. What does that mean? With commissions, fees, conversions, rolls, all the other fees that the brokers are going to charge me, I can still be wrong half the time and make money. That's the key. So if I get stopped out, who cares? I just get back in the market. Now, the other part of that, and it's instrumental to my model, is if you get stopped out three times in a row, guess what? You're in the wrong kind of market. Get the hell out. Walk away. Now, let me tell you something. The hardest thing I have ever done in my life is a three and out. I take three losses in whatever currency I'm trading or gold or silver or spider or whatever. And to get up from my desk, walk away is the hardest thing I've ever done. But I've done it. I've done it before. I'll do it again. And I'll continue to do it because it is the key to trading profitably. If the market is not trading your way, you don't adapt to to what you think the market is doing because as soon as you adapt, the market will change. You do your thing and when the market is good for you, you'll make money. Don't dig a hole. So if you stick to this three to one and you lose three, then you should be about even and then you live to fight another day. So Stops are important. We've learned that. We've learned that they cannot be taken out because that one time, the market will keep going against you. You'll give away your entire account. They're important at a certain ratio. You can't just hope that the market whipsaws back in your direction. And then also the last thing is that um, you have to have a plan and a reason and an entry point into the market. Now, my model is going to go into all of those things. There's a new thing on the block, uh, new to a guy who's been trading for 35 years. For you, it's probably been around around for as long as you've been trading. It's called a trailing stop. A trailing stop is a stop that trails the market. Now, we could get into a lot of different things about trailing the bid, trailing the offer, a buy stop, a sell stop, buy stop on bid, sell stop on offer. These are all things we're going to get into in future podcasts. But for right now, we're going to talk about a trailing stop. So the beginning part of my model is pick an entry point. How you pick that entry point, I'll get into, guess what, <laughs> at a later podcast. But what we're going to do is we're going to pick an entry point, And when that entry point is picked, an automatic contingent trailing stop is generated. Now, you guys don't have any idea how lucky you are. I grew up in the day, well, I didn't grow up in the days, but I started trading in the days of CurrentX, where there was no trailing stop in CurrentX at that point, and it certainly wasn't contingent. They still don't have the contingent feature. What does contingent mean? Contingent means that the minute your buy stop is executed, or the minute your order is executed, a trailing stop is generated automatically. Cyberly, however you want to put it. And this trailing stop will trail the market in your direction. So every pip, every point that goes in your direction, the trailing stop is going to follow and lock in. Well, first it's going to diminish your losses and then it's going to lock in your profits. If the market goes seven pips, you may profit three. Uh, It will only stop when the market turns against you. But guess what? When the market turns against you, you can get back in. You can get back in over the high. You can get in under the under the low. You can get in in the midpoint. As long as you have this trailing contingent stop in your platform, you can keep your discipline without even really trying that hard. Because if you have it set to that and you don't mess with the setting, then there's nothing you can do about it. It's out of your hands. This is a logic that I really like about trading. If it's out of my hands, then I can hope for the market to go my direction, but really, I have no say so. Once the level's been hit, the trade trails, that's it. I hope it goes in my direction, but my hope has absolutely nothing to do with my bottom line. So, contingent trailing stop. Now, you're probably wondering, who has contingent trailing stops? A couple of market makers do. A couple of highly advertised brokers do. I can name a couple for you right now. Saxo Bank, CMC Markets, IAB Trading. Okay, here's the problem. Well, there's a different problem with each one of them. LMAX, where do I begin? Uh, Saxo Bank uses something called internalizing, which means basically they B-book you, which means that they're taking the other side of your trade. Now, try to figure how in the world you can create a fair environment where they're trading against you. Forget about how they beat you out of your money. Just think about it in a broad sense. How could you possibly trade against somebody when they're taking the other side of your market? Oh, yeah, they have a fancy word, internalizing. Well, the fact of the matter is that if you make a profitable trade, they're going to figure out a way to turn it against you. They do, they did, they have, and I've seen it, and I'm in arbitration about it right now, so I probably shouldn't say anything more about it. Ah, I don't care. I'm going to tell you about it. So what happened was that I sat there and watched a buy stop in gold hit, and then the trailing stop trailed all the way up, and then it came back, and I was up about 100 dollar or so, which is about 100 pips, which in, in terms of how I was trading was about $300, big, fat, hairy deal. In front of my eyes, I watched those two trades, there was a green arrow and a red arrow switch right in front of my eyes. Well, I called Saxo Bank and I said, hey, I just saw something really weird. Can you look into it? And of course, they had a story for me. And then, of course, then they they put it off. And this is, this is something that brokers do that you need to understand. Time equals value. So the longer they can put you off, the less you're going to take. What does that mean? If you lost $300 when you should have made $300 by, uh, if they say, okay, leave it with me, they'll get back to you, they get back to you uh, a day and a half later, you've already sort of adapted to that loss, right? You've already, it's already out of your account. Your your mind has already gotten around it. This is an actual psychology. These, these guys do. I've been on that side. I've heard them teach it, okay? So they're going to wait as long as they can until probably you contact them and say, hey, what the hell? And then they're going to say, well, You know, our records show that the market uh, stopped you out and you hit a period of low liquidity and blah, 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 and the fills are good until you say the hell they are and you fight them again. And then they'll say, well, leave it with me and they'll come back to you about four days later. Now, after five days of being without this $300, your brain has already adapted to you you have you have already accepted the fact that you are out that $300. So now they're in prime negotiating position. They can say to you, I'll tell you what. You know what? Just in good faith, we'll give you back 150. And now since you're already out the 300, you figure, all right, I'll take the 150. You know, you've already made 50 trades since then. It's your it, it's better than nothing, and the psychology shows that you'll take their lowball offer. And here's what Jack Wolf does. He doesn't. I don't. I don't like to talk to my, about myself in the third person. If you've been treated unfair by your broker, or you, even if you feel you've been treated unfair by your broker, there is recourse. There is a way to fight or get back what's owed you or what the broker owes you. Now, here's the problem. You feel alone. You don't know what's right or wrong. Here I am, Jack Wolf, Jack Wolf Trading. Call me, find me, email me. You've got somebody on your side. All you need to do is go to jackwolftrading.com or email me at jack at jackwolftrading.com or call me at one of the numbers that's listed at jackwolftrading.com. Tell me what happened. I'll tell you if you have something to gain. If they've done you unfairly, I will help you. There's no charge for this. There's nothing. You just call me. I'll talk to you about it. If you have something owed you, I will pick up the phone on your behalf, call that broker, and say, this is what needs to be done. I will do that for you. This is Jack Wolf. Part of that discipline is for fighting for every pip. I am not going to let that happen. If they did me wrong, if they're Platform screwed up. I'm going to investigate further during the time that they're stalling and I'm going to find out exactly why they gave me a buy where my sell should have been and a sell where my buy should have been. I'm going to call three other brokers. I'm going to call a bank and I'm going to say, What happened in your situation? Or maybe I might even be trading the same model on another platform. See what happens. And in this case, I actually was. I was trading with LMAX and and I profited 300 uh, euros on the same trade, and so I knew I was right. Then I investigated further, and I looked into their done trades file, okay? And in their done trades file, the sell, now follow this closely, the sell was done before the buy. Now, okay, now, now let's take a step back here. I told you that I use a buy stop with a contingent sell stop. That means that the sell stop, the trailing sell stop, isn't even created until the buy stop is executed. So how on this green earth can my sell be hit before my buy? The fact is it can't. Well, right there on their own screen and their own GUI, it said sell about two and a half milliseconds before my buy. When I pressed Uh, the CFO or CEO or the head guy of Saxo Bank on this, he said, well, to be honest with you, Jack, what we do is we have to seek out the liquidity for all of the entire trade before we start, you know, executing your trades. So we're looking for the whole 3 million before you even hit your first trade. And so I I said, so basically you're looking to fill both trades, even though the second trade isn't even supposed to be in existence. He said, yeah, I would kind of and we kind of fucked up here. That's what he said. I said, okay, well, you fucked up, so you're going to give me my money back, right? And he said, no. <laughs> I swear to God. Said, no, we're not going to give you your money back. This is how we trade. And somewhere in the, in the fi- 55 pages of disclaimer that I signed, I signed the ability for them to do this. Well, I pressed it further and further. And they did give me some of it back, but I'm still fighting with them to get more. Here's the thing. If you have a contingent buy stop, getting back to the basics of of in the first part of my model, and a trailing sell stop contingent on the buy stop, two things can and can't happen. One, you have no say so once that buy is triggered. If you buy at 15, your stop is at 13. If the market goes to 16, your stop is at 14, 17, 15, 18, 16, blah, and so on and so forth. So you slowly decrease or diminish your losses into a point where you're now slowly locking in your profits. You can do this all day long, as long as you're disciplined to the three and out theory, and you place the buy stops with the contingent sell stops. You don't change the number, you don't change how many pips you're trailing by, and it really doesn't matter how many pips you trail by. I will tell you what I do. You can do whatever you want to do as long as you stay the same. The disciplined trader, they call me, Jack Wolf. I'll be right back. You've been listening to Jack Wolf. Uh, I'm the disciplined trader, and you can reach me at uh, Jack at jackwolftrading.com. Hi, this is Jack Wolf. I'm back, and you're listening to Jack Wolf, the Disciplined Trader. You can always reach me and find me at jackwolftrading.com. And um, we were just talking about the lovely Saxo Bank, and um, so now I'll pick on LMAX for a little bit. LMAX claims to have a no-last-look policy. What that means is, and everybody knows who's traded X, uh what no-last-look means is that the banks don't have the right to refuse your deal if it's already moved past it. This is what they have in theory. Not many liquidity providers will agree to this because banks have these amazing algorithms. If you push by and they think that the next price is going to be the other way, they're going to, they're going to last look at it and they're going to reject the trade. Well, they do that for a reason because banks are in it to make money, right? So they're not giving you these prices because they want you to make money. They're giving you these prices to offset the widgets that some guy sold in Japan, and I'll get into that in a minute. So the point of it is is that they're not giving you the price to make money; they're giving you the price for them. Uh, because I mentioned the widgets in Japan, I'll tell you how Forex got started, okay? Some businessman somewhere sold his widgets he made in the u s in Japan, and he sold a bunch of them. And uh, they paid in Japanese yen. Well, the bank in Japan uh, sent these Japanese yen over to uh, the U.S. And the U.S. said, well, what the heck am I supposed to do with these Japanese yen? I can't give them to my customers. So they went on the open market and sold these yen back for dollars. Ah, get the picture now? So now you got all these companies that are selling widgets and other companies, import, export. And so everybody's got money that they don't need or want. This also creates an opportunity for the trader because banks will lean in a certain direction. In other words, if, if uh, Bank of America has too many yen, they're going to lower the price on their yen so that you buy from them and so they can get rid of their yen. And so if you have a platform that takes multiple feeds from multiple liquidity providers and banks... And you can take advantage of a really small spread because you take advantage of the natural bank liens. Now, there used to be something called delay arbitrage where where bank A would get would move faster than bank B and you could actually buy and sell at the exact same time and people were were building black boxes and taking advantage of that. But that's pretty much gone now because the market has become efficient. So now we're in this market and we're trading and you're trading against a couple of these brokers. Now, there's a lot of different tricks that they use to take your money that, uh, you know, my very first podcast was how do brokers and banks take your money without your knowing. Well, this is something completely different. There's there's another uh, group out there called MB Trading, great software. They've got the contingent uh, trailing stop. They've got the 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 buy-stop entry, they've got buy-stop on bid, sell-stop on offer, all the things you need to run my model perfectly. The problem is they show you a spread that is incredibly narrow. In other words, those of you who know what a spread is, a euro is usually a half a pip wide, sometimes four tenths of a pip in an active market. They're going to show you a choice spread or maybe 0.1. Why doesn't that work? Well, the actual size behind the 24-1, 2 is either 0 or 10,000 because they trade in such small lots that that number is not real. When I, Of course, it's real. It's there. It's right in front of you. But if you go to click 24-2 to buy and you get 24-8, guess what? The person you're going to talk to is a salesperson. He's not a trader. And he's going to sell you on why the 24-8 is acceptable, even though you clicked on 24.2. He's going to tell you the market moved. He's going to tell you that uh, there wasn't enough liquidity at the time. He's going to tell you that you were just too slow or your internet connection was poor. And he's going to sell you. I always say, when you get a bad fill, a sale is made. Either this, their salesman is going to sell you on why you should take the crappy fill, or you're going to sell them on giving you your money back. And Jack Wolf, the disciplined trader, I always do the second. I sell them on why they're going to give me the price that I clicked and not some BS story. I have enough BS stories. I've got kids. So the thing is, is that you have to look at depth of market when you're choosing the broker that you're going to trade with. If you choose MB Trading and you click the little button that shows depth of market and you see 0.01 of a lot, which is, I think, 1,000, that doesn't mean anything. Nobody trades in lots of 1,000. So why even show it? Well, so they can show you a a one-tenth of a point euro spread. Now when you go down the depth of market in, and be trading and you see what they're really showing you, they're showing you about a 1.7 euro spread, at least if you're trading 1 million or more. This is a lot different than 0.1 and you're, this takes a big toll on your model. So if you're executing and you're expecting 0.1 and you get 0.7 or 1.7 or on each side and that that adds up real real quick, especially if you're only looking for two or three pips a, a trade. Well, you know, how do you deal with that? Well, you could show it to them. You can uh, argue with them. But really, the only thing you can do is walk away. Uh, If you choose to trade with them like that, then you choose to trade with them like that. Um, So, you know, you've got all these different issues with all these different brokers. So how do you solve it? Well, here's how you solve it. I've developed a platform, a GUI that you can use. Uh, JackWolfTrading.com, contact me, we'll figure it out. This GUI takes prices in from whomever you have a relationship with. You can get prices from Deutsche Bank. You could get prices from Commerce Bank, which I think is the same thing now. You could get uh, prices from Bank of America. You could get prices from One Zero Liquidity. These are all places that provide pricing. So here's the thing. And this platform will show you the best bid and the best offer. Now, you could also implement filters so that if your trailing stop is trailing, you don't get taken out by a, a, a fake offer, which would be a, an offer that's really close to the market, but it's really only 10,000 euros or dollars or whatever. So, okay, so what, what does all this mean? I have a platform that I've worked on with a bunch of developers from all over the world. And this platform gives me the ability to pick a level, which we're going to get into at another podcast, automatically and without anybody else being able to see it, puts a contingent stop on that entry point. So if I buy at five and my stop is at three... If the market goes to 5.5, my stop is going to go to 3.5. It's out of my hand. I have nothing to do with it once I've put in the entry level. This takes a tremendous amount of emotion out of the game. Now, those of you who are out there listening to this podcast, and I don't know if that's one of you, two of you, 10 of you, or 1,000 of you, you know what kills you in trading, emotion. The key of trading is discipline and taking the emotion out of it. So if you pick your plan and then hands off, then you have nothing to say about it. And guess what? If you follow the rules, three and out, the other rules that I'll give you in future podcasts, buy stop on bid, sell stop on offer, and the other things that I'm going to tell you, you'll make money even if you're wrong most of the time. And then if you get a bad fill or you get a bad roll or you get a bad conversion, I'm going to be there right in your corner. And I'm going to say, hey, this doesn't work. And soon enough, you'll be able to say, hey, this doesn't work for me. And you'll know why it doesn't work for you. And you'll understand what you need to do to trade successfully. I'm Jack Wolf. I'm the Discipline Trader. You can reach me at jackwolftrading.com. You can call me on my personal cell plus four four two zero three two eight six twenty twenty six. I'll pick up the phone. I'll talk to you. I'll tell you what my goal is. JackWolfTrading.com, dot com The Discipline Trader